Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Lund. Welcome back to another week of the Real Triathlon Podcast, where the boys are all together. And uh, First time in about probably two months. Yeah, so no. we're going to go into a few things about Kona, but... We're recording this the day before the women's race. So, um, yeah. So, congratulations to Danielle Reef and Christian Blumenfeld, who yeah. won Kona. No, no. I think it's going to be Chelsea Sodaro and Gustav Eden taking the wins. Wait, Pro- isn't the pro probably. race on Saturday? Pro women. the men. Pro women go tomorrow. Pro men go Saturday. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I thought the pro men and women were going to be on the same. It shows how much I know. Well, about two seconds ago, Nick exclaimed what he thinks about Kona right now Let, let's hear it Nick what was it well based on the athletes that I've coached know, and have gone there and have had to deal with all the craziness even though they booked their stuff you know a year ago almost I just can't I cannot fathom the cost like it's going to cost them they added it all up about $20,000 just to go for about two weeks with lodging rental car flights and just general living twenty thousand dollars guys and the hurricane hit florida so they had to delay like four days because their flights got canceled and they won't get refunded for those four days um so they lost out on that and then uh other stuff going on too it just seems like there's a lot more drama around like being a good athlete while you're at kona like there's so much kind of tension between the local community and the athletes there treating the the roads properly. Um, I mean, there's more athletes there than ever have been before with this two day race and then finding volunteers during the week. Um, and then since I'm, you know, heavily tied with blue 70, having Ironman literally steal the reservation, like steal the reservation that blue 70 has had for the past 10 plus years. Um, it's just kind of crazy is what's really happening. And I think they're, this is just my opinion, but I think Ironman's cutting out a lot of repeat visitors to Kona because it's too expensive to go there. Like you want them to go multiple times. Like that's just such a big investment. So anyway, not too many people can afford 20 G's a year for one trip. Yeah. And that's coming from the U S that's not even coming from Europe. Yeah. I can't imagine. And like with how high the cost of living is in Europe now, I I can't imagine too many people are going to be able to make that trip. And that's like the core of, the triathlon community is in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think they need to start maybe rotating this world championships if it's going to get this nuts every year? But even then, like a two day race in St. George, you know, would be crazy or any, any time they're going to put this many athletes out there on course for two days. I think it's just, I mean, it's crazy. I don't know if that needs to, be, I think the one day race format was a little bit better. Maybe they just, stop making Kona saturated with so many athletes and maybe make it a little harder to get there. Yeah. That would solve it. But then they, they want all their money though. Right. They're, they're not in it to do things right. They're do in it to make the most money. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of, I wish they would ride that line a little bit more responsibly. Cause now it just seems like they're like, fuck it. Let's make a shitload. Let's just saturate it. Yeah. Give but, everybody the Kona. But you know, it's uh it's just kind of interesting you know 
two sides of it. Like there's literally like two completely different stories of Kona. There's the like, it's got so much history. It's amazing. It should always be there. Everyone loves it. Like Kona is, you know, the world championship. And then there's the Iron Man just like taking way too much advantage of that. They're literally taking advantage of that, that everyone believes that. And they're like, they'll come no matter what, man. Let's just freaking drive them in here. Just take over the whole island. Who cares if it's even safe or even whatever. And uh, they're taking away, yeah, like shit, like the Blue 70 coffee boat. They're just trying to take all the money for themselves and take it away from everyone else. So it's kind of, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'll ever be a Kona. Like I see things changing in the next few years. And also it doesn't look like a fun race to actually do in terms of it's like a billion degrees with humidity the whole time. So, you know, might have to, well, cross that bridge when we get to it, I guess. I wouldn't mind showing up just to experience the, what everyone talks about with how it's like a totally separate type of race where you could be so successful year in, year out, but all win tons of events, but really mess it up at Kona. I'd love to experience what that's really like, but having done some extreme tries, I feel like I still understand the craziness of having a bike like that has 21,000 feet of vert and then finish, you know, Norseman type stuff. So I feel like there's a lot more out there for the sport to really rein in on. That's really been my, I felt this way forever. Like there's way more out there than Kona. And if that's your only point to doing triathlon, I feel like you're, you're missing the big picture into what this journey, what, getting involved in other communities and world atmospheres is really like, and I've just traveled enough to know there's way cooler things than just Kona. So I hope people, I'm not saying it's don't go to Kona. You shouldn't value it, but I do think that there's more out there in like Roth should be a big bucket list or taking part in some of these X tries or something else. Um, Garrick, I know you're going to say something. What's up? Yeah. I mean, it's tough because Kona is such a big reason for why our sport grew the way it was. So I don't think we can really neglect that fact. Like when that race got picked up by uh, it's worldwide sports or the NBC sports um, back in the day, like that's what really blew up the sport and made it grow to the point where we could develop a short course series, get into the Olympics, bring it to this point. I'm just worried that maybe it's run its course and it's, it's done what it it needed to do for the sport and like now that we're a little more of a full legitimate course uh or sport that it's time to be more like a legitimate sport and rotate our world championships and Mm -hmm. that broadcast and you know expand it but i also a good buddy of mine is in kona his wife's racing and he told me these are four takeaways from him and his wife the jack will know what i'm saying here but he said, um, <clears throat> so he's there right now. He said, one, the island is a complete zoo. Two, the locals are going to fucking hate Iron Man even more. Three, 46% of the entire women's field at some races next year will qualify for Kona. And four, acai bowls turn your poop purple. Ah, yes. Yeah. Oh, the acai poop. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. In the beginning, Kona wasn't like a like a really crazy gigantic you know like yeah it started there but the first time there was like how many people that did it like a dozen or some stupid thing like hardly anyone 
And it wasn't like you had to qualify all the time. And like Derek said, it was totally different then. And, you know, when you're on an isolated island that only has so certain amount of space and, you know, lodging and whatnot, and the sport grows and grows and grows, you can only keep it there for so long. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, maybe it's time to not have that be um, the be well, all the, and all. The, the Super Bowl changes and cities bid on it to come out there because it generates more revenue. Like Kona, I don't think are the residents of Kona. They were here for world championship in St. George and like they saw what it was like to have it somewhere else. You know, I don't know. Maybe they got the bug like, well, I guess Iron Man could leave us and we could lose all this revenue. However, I don't know if it's something they even really want. We should definitely dig into that a bit more just because I feel like, yes, it had it had great origins. The whole development of the sport did. And now it's like, then they had big sponsors like Budweiser and like the sport took a big mainstream. But then if you think about it, like this sport has taken a massive dive in the negative directions in term, terms of profitability for companies. You don't see a repeat host sponsor of Ironman world championship and Kona, because I don't feel like there's really much return on that aside from like, you know, Ford putting their logo on there. What does that get Ford? You know um, I feel like Ironman is just so focused on, the capitalistic environment that they've created that they're losing a lot of the origins. And that's why I think for me, Kona is a bit sullied. Like I respect every, everyone and, and everyone who put the grassroots down, but I feel like now it's being a bit taken away. It's being siphoned and it's almost turned into like a huge cash grab, almost like COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. I think what they should do is Iron Man should expand into real estate and buy up that entire town. <laughs> they might as well. Yeah. And then they like, there would be profit there year round. And then come race time, they don't have to worry about locals complaining. I agree. Yeah. They just, they can just, you know, ship them all out. Yeah. Take them I mean, just buy the island. Yeah. Like, how <laughs> we've seen that before where companies come in and buy entire towns. I'm sure that's probably happened our entire life entire life and we didn't know it i bet hershey's owns st george somehow yeah. <laughs> no. little debbie owns chattanooga yeah they probably do um so anyways that's kona ranting um obviously we're still gonna i i obviously want to point out too i hope the broadcast gets a little boost in in i guess engagement and it's more fun to watch more than just two or three people the whole race like i would love to see more development throughout the race and that's the biggest complaint I have from anybody who watches any of the races I do that are broadcast is you get stuck watching the top one and two people the entire time. And it's not really engaging. So I feel like Iron Man's doing just enough to broadcast. They're not really innovating. It doesn't seem like there's a production crew or there's enough staff to really make it something thoroughly immersive to that. you like get attached to a personality um, and social media is just creating all that. And we're telling our own story. Certainly Iron Man isn't. So I heard, and people are gonna laugh because they already watched the race at this point, but I heard that they're making a separate transition area for the pros, like not just a separate rack, but a whole separate area on the road for it to be a bit more, you know, so they're changing a little bit. Cool. Um, but 
<clears throat> that's also because they probably just put more age groupers where the pros used to be like, yeah, we got to fill more regular. We do this. Athletes. We can put 300 pros where we were going to have a hundred age groupers or whatever <laughs> other way around. Yeah. And we can get another 10 G's. Probably more than that. But all right. Well, that's Kona. I think we should, you know, move on, move on to other writers, writer topics. Like, 70.3 words is coming up. That's what we care about because we're none of us on the Real Try Squad are giving a, our hat in the ring for Kona. Uh, I'm going to try for it next year just to see if I can. Why not? Go there and then I can talk real shit from experience, right? Me too. Yeah. yeah. That's right, Gerald. I'm probably not doing an Ironman for a while. So, <laughs> Jack, you're, um, you're going to be 70.3 world champion here soon? That'd be sick. Hey, man, you know, if I'm ever going to win one, like, this might be the chance. Ever you know what I mean? Like, it's crazier things have happened. They really have. Like, I would say my odds would be, like, maybe around 1% if you were to, like, do all the math. 75%. You know? No, I'm, I'm happy with 1%. Like, that's pretty good. You got a um, 75% chance of winning, I guarantee it. All right. Well, somewhere between those two and, you know. Uh, but no, no, it's feeling good um training's going really well i'm gonna have garrick up here to to chase uh chase him around for a couple days next week that'll be fun we're hopefully gonna put get some footage and show you guys what we're doing and um you know nick's been training hard while also traveling across to france and back and he's hopefully gonna be in good shape so we got me nick leslie Tamara. is that right that is right which is a uh, pretty good contingent. That's our best contingent ever for a Worlds, is it not? Yeah. That's last year we had just you, me, and Leslie. Yeah. I don't think Tamara showed up because of COVID. Tamara wasn't on the team last year, was she? No. No. Did she, but, yeah. did she race? She did race, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, she raced, but technically wasn't on the team. So, yeah. Same. <laughs> well, that's everyone that's healthy. <clears throat> yeah. This, that was healthy this season. Garrick and Lisa just struggling to get healthy. Yeah, Garrick's healthy now. Wait, no issues. You're you're ripping track efforts now. Yeah, it's been three weeks of healthy training. <laughs> oh, good. It's awesome. Um, not not ripping track workouts. I've been pretty delicate um, with my run volume, and I've been doing at least fifty percent a week on the treadmill, which I think's helped a lot. But I've seen ridiculous improvements in the last four weeks which is hilarious, but also kind of concerning. Well, it's good. It's how it should be. Your body is, you know, a lifetime athlete thus far. So it should just be like taking her in like a sponge. You just drip some fitness on there. It goes... Yeah. Uh, I think uh, you're going to get really quick into shape from Mexico and Daytona. The only races, the only race we're doing in December is Daytona. Yeah, that's the only race we're doing that weekend. Indian hell, too? No, we got to cut that out. We can't give anyone ideas. This um, is wait, so, thing. Garrick, you're going to do Cabo? Yeah. Whoa. Rick's booked. Do you have a couch? Uh, yeah, they're staying at the freaking nicest hotel on the goddamn, no, the nicest resort on the whole, probably in the country. It's, uh, yeah, my so my dad's coming, and uh, yeah. So he was like, I got $20,000 in points. Let's fucking book a nice trip. So you do have a couch. 
So yeah, I was like, course. oh, I'll check out your resort and see. Maybe I'll stay there too. It was like yeah. seven hundred a night. I'm like, nope, that's <laughs> hell no for me. It wasn't seven hundred a night. It was like six something was the lowest. I think. Yeah. Well, I probably should I sleep in the bathtub then. But in for five nights, we only paid like well, only we we paid like for three people all inclusive. We paid like thirty two hundred. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wait, who else is going? Morgan. Morgan. Oh, sick. Yeah. Well, I'm going with Lauren, and potentially Leslie. She did the same. Like, well, just book a place that can fit me. And then if I don't go, just whatever. <laughs> does this every time. So I think she's gonna go though because it's a good race course for her and um it'd be a fun trip but anyway so that'll be fun that's after worlds back to worlds 70 oh, yeah. worlds so there's yeah, some changes cor- changes to the course nick can you talk to us about that you wrote it well yes i can as a matter of fact i'd love to talk about the course it is pretty much the same this year and um that's all i have to say about that <laughs> not the run the run course is very different it's i don't know why they decided to change it so much i i suppose it's because it's another world championship and they'd be like well we better take the 13 percent to 20 percent downhill running out of this one because we about broke everyone's legs last year so what they did is on the the bike course is uh they got rid of some of the mileage grabs so you really only have one mileage grab before you go to snow canyon and that's really pretty good run course is well, actually there's a mileage grab right when you come out too. Instead of going right up the hill, you kind of do this little out and back right around the lake. Um, oh. So that's no, that's no drama. You just ride on this new, brand new asphalt tarmac path thing they built to, to connect you to the highway. So that's the that's happening. And then you get to run up diagonal, which is like a steady grade out of transition. And then you hit a golf course, which I don't know what's going to look like in the golf course in terms of loop de doos and lake transition areas where you got to jump in jump out i don't know you might trip and roll it down a hill i don't know if it's cart path or if it's going to be any fairway running so be prepared and then you right you just run back into town and then go you like sidewind down these zigzag roads and go to this vernon Werther park do a square around that it's a nice park by the way Um, that'd be a good place to set up your triathlon tent if you're going to have a club there and then you just go do that again and then there's no 5k downhill like it was to finish. So it's going to be really different, Jackson. Yeah, Mickey Taggle, if you're listening to this, it's going to be different. Yeah, front. He'll be there. Yeah, uh, he'll be there. But no, it's going to be sick. Uh, Nick and I are going to pop up to some altitude for about six nights, real short, right before the race. Are we still doing that, bud? Yeah, I mean, the dates are fine. We can go there. Sweet. Um, which will be good. There is, apparently I heard the pro meetings on the Wednesday, which seems ridiculous. Um, so we'll have to figure out that situation. But we were going to just go down on Thursday right, for the Saturday I race. I wish they would do virtual pro meetings again. Like, what has the actual point of getting everyone in a room to just stare at each other? Yeah, well, it, it allows like 10% of the field to get COVID and have a terrible race. So that works out pretty well for the ones who don't. Yeah, I think I'm just going to say I got stuck in traffic. Well, here's the thing. The Wednesday is when a lot of people want to be traveling to the race. So I, I guarantee you, that, I don't even know if that's true. That's just what Bob Babbitt said in his like 
email out to try to get everyone to do a Bob Babbitt. He's like, by the way, this is when the pro meeting is going to be. So I doubt it. Um, ton of the pro men are going to want to travel that day. So are you I, doing, are you doing the show with Bob? I haven't replied yet, but I, I think I will. I just want to wait and see what time would work best. Can we please send, go to just get any sort of breakfast and just take it there? Cause I'm tired of this breakfast with Bob and no one's eating. Eggs. Oh yeah. I'll bring like some scrambled eggs and bacon or something and be like, where's your breakfast, man? Just bring like, him a griddle. <laughs> thought this was breakfast. Just bowl of cereal with a banana and then pour the milk while you're talking and chew it. Please do that. Some of those. <laughs> Some of those interviews get so dry. I mean, I love that he does it, and I watch every one of them, but <clears throat> some of them get really dry. So if you can do that, that would be really funny. He was in oh. Malibu. He was like Bob is like been around. He I didn't I forgot he used to own Competitor Group and then started Rock and Roll Marathon and Half Marathons, and that thing took off to like hundred events. It's crazy what he's been able to do, and now he's so focused on you know, challenged athletes. He's just such a giving. He was like, you know how we need to get people into triathlon? We need to take them to pools and put them in a, like a floaty ring and just tell them to float down to the other side and then go run and, and maybe bike if you want to and give them a, a mountain bike or something. Like he's just like trying to get people involved by doing any sort of bike, swim, run, swim, bike, run, walk. I don't care anything. Yeah. And he did like the second ever Ironman off a bike he bought at a police auction that was like half charred that's awesome yeah, <laughs> I, yeah still definitely. See, I still want to see a throwback iron man to where you have to buy a bike that's completely steel has to like and even have like a side tube shifter no aerodynamics can be allowed or, <laughs> it's just all steel no tight clothing allowed it has to at least have six centimeter gap between the clothing and your body yeah and the chain has to squeak squeak like it's rusty um yeah i want to have a throwback for sure and you have to run in a the males have to run in a tank top that is cut up to the sternum like i'm gonna do that all the crop i'm gonna do that my first iron man anyways (laughs) it's the kenny souza oh my god um so yeah that's uh 7.3 worlds and in the meantime we're just gonna be getting all the pros here i've had about 30 people reach out to me to get homestays so that's been great um so if you're staying in st george and you need a place to stay you're too late and everyone's already booked it um but the good news is ben Canute's coming on friday and i'm looking forward to getting my butt kicked in, in the pool by that gentleman nice i've been wanting to do that for years i've been, like told them every year i'm like i'm gonna come down to phoenix and i just want to swim with you for about a month just so i can gain anything yeah, well, that'll be fun to see. You should uh, have someone come out and video some of that and just see what it is. Like, day one, 400s. Nick is 10 seconds behind, and you're just dying, killing yourself. He's, like, on warm-up. He's like, what do you mean, 440? No problem. <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be meters, too, so we'll see if I can get yeah. slapped. Yeah, I, you'd be faster than 440 in yards. You'd be, like, fucking 405. Oh my God. Um, yeah. The other stuff that's going on is uh team is just, re- just destroying every ounce of sanity that I have had used to think getting this team stuff going was, you know, a challenge and fun and kept me on my toes. But now it's just like every day I wake up for a bitch slap from somebody. 
I have no idea what the bitch laps are coming from, but is I haven't been doing any bitch laps, but usually all the you nose know. I'm getting. <laughs> They're like, well, we want to sponsor you, but we don't really like you. So fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna just get a yes here real quick. Oh, here, three dollars. Well. I think it's wow. more like they're like, oh yeah, we'd love to sponsor you. Let's meet. And oh yeah, this will be great. And then two weeks later, oh uh actually no. Yeah. I so the biggest complaint that I found among the corporate crowd, and if you're in the corporate crowd, you should take note, is the lack of follow-up. I have gotten so many good vibes off initial interviews and calls or whatever, and then like crickets for like three or four weeks, and then I stopped trying. And there's probably one out of 50 companies that are like legit oh man you guys are so cool let's make it work i'll give you some sunglass cleaner and that, <laughs> that's about it you guys you gotta clean your lenses you get sweat on them well you need it you need it right so that's kind of the the structure of reliability within the corporate world has been quite low here's what here's what we gotta do forget our old sponsors for like just for now We'll just make a bunch of sweet YouTube content. Everyone will fall in love with RTS. And then we'll bust out some apparel lines. We'll get our suits. People will be like, sweet, man. I love RTS. And then next year, we just make our own money and forget sponsors. Well, Jackson, I'd love to do that. Trust me. But if we could commit, we have a hard time just committing to a podcast schedule. If I could, <laughs> how are we going to... Get people to be like, oh well, I need you to have I need you to have this video done and this time. Like it's just tough. What do you mean? We've made two Wednesdays in a row. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> two Wednesdays in a row at the same time. And we're only minutes. late by a half hour today. <laughs> yeah, and actually was that was good because I was swimming, so I would have been ripped. Well, in any case, support the mission, support the dream. RTS will be here. I'm wearing the shirt. It's proof, not that you can see it, but you know we can see it we've been here this is gonna be our third year next year so that's why gonna be some fun times third year and i'm gonna gonna pay you less and do nothing for you (laughs) sounds good to me sounds like a great deal nick (laughs) welcome um so yeah what else uh can we discuss here we were gonna do nutrition but i mean we haven't really couldn't get any so i was gonna try to figure out via the network that i have of friends who like everyone's nutritional strategies because there's so much variation because that seems to be the biggest topic of like discussion in just everyone does wacky stuff between like eating candy bars for dinner ice cream rice and chicken pasta pizza i mean everyone's so unique with their food that i was trying to comp- compile it so we'll do that again for another episode but i guess as a teaser garrick i heard just eats baked beans before the race. And that's, well, you basically just described one day of eating for Jackson. <laughs> I was like, wait a sec, this isn't normal. <laughs> um, but you know what we can jump into real quick is, um, you know, how everyone's pushing their, like, everyone's doing all this crazy, like, okay, we got to do lactate. We got to measure our core temperature at every moment. We got to measure this. We got to measure that. And all the measuring stuff, to like elevate it seems like people think at least it's going to be elevating their performance but i don't want to do any of that so i've been doing kind of the opposite and taking more of a 
uh, or like training as an art approach and sort of just like, okay, how can I like become a better, healthier overall person? Just like even mentally and just, you know, sleep better and less have a better balance in my life. No, it's not less sugar. (laughs) Although I may have even eaten less sugar, but you know, um, I've been sort of the opposite of the Norwegian approach and I've been doing some like hippie stuff, you know, like getting up early, making sure the light is going outside, eat my breakfast outside, getting some real light in my eyes from the sun, you know, getting the circadian rhythm. And I have been sleeping better from, I think mostly that and no like watching TV or any of that stuff in the evenings after like 845, just low light candles, like fake candles, reading, trying to play guitar, even though I have no idea how and just doing different stuff to like stimulate my brain in different ways. And man, I'm telling you, I've had more energy. It's been, it's been legit. I don't want to rain on your parade, but that's everything you noted is pretty much Scandinavian in nature. That's like, that's how they do it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, but why would that rain on my parade? Parade? You you said you're trying to do the opposite, the, the opposite of what the Scandinavian type folks are doing Norwegians, et cetera. And that's probably how they just live in general. The only thing you're missing is a naked sauna. Oh, actually, I've been doing cold showers, real cold. For 30 seconds at least? No, for like five minutes. It's not like the water doesn't get crazy cold. It's probably like 60, but it's still like cold and, you know, still start shivering after like four minutes. Oh, shit. Well, well, that'd be good for St. George because everyone also, everyone just is asking me like I... I'm a weather expert completely. Like, <laughs> well, what do you think the dew point is going to be at 6.30 in the morning? Will be the wind general direction God. and speed at 9.36 a.m. when we get to Snow Canyon. Yeah, water temperature too. What, what do you think the water temp is going to be? I'm like, well, I think it's going to be wetsuit legal. That's all I can really honestly say. I mean, <laughs> the water 75 degrees in the reservoir right now, and it's going to get colder every night from here on out. So I guess it's going to be 70 at least. Or colder. Yeah, I bet you it's going to be like 60 to 65. I don't know if it'd be that cold because we're still going to have 80 degree days, but it depends. Yeah. Anyways, a wetsuit, plan on it. Yep. Plan but on anyways, it. so basically what I just said is I'm Norwegian now. Um, but you're not doing all the lactating. No um, lactate, no core temp stuff. So well, watching watch... their videos, the thing is like they don't yeah. even actually change much based on the lactate. Like sometimes they're like way off. I'm like, well, it was okay. I think I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, there's a few times when the call has mentioned in like Lionel series where he's like, Yeah, it it's more what we just look at like after and kind of helps to guide us to see if we did it right or not. It's not so yeah. the Lionel's just the big experiment. <laughs> yeah, gotta talk about that one video that was like he was being such a bitch. He was like, I'm not going to race. Colin's so much faster than me. And then the next day, he's like, oh, yeah, it was all fine. It was great. It was actually a good workout. It was like, dude, like this had to be just for the just for the video. Because he was like being so like negative and just like, I'm not even going to race. I'm going to just fly home. I think we've all we've all had those moments in our training. I think yeah. I had that moment every day I wake up now since the age of 36. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you do 63 hours of work at a, you know, 18 no, hour day. I don't want to be known as a guy who just overworks. I want to 
What well, you're not really doing yourself any favors in that regard. I know. I just still have high hopes in my career to do something with it. Like I'd like to do really well. And so I think that's kind of going to have to transition. That's what I mean. That's why we have a business partner named Adam Meredith who's coming on to help me out, help you out, help me help you. So I don't have to help you, help me, help you. I have already <laughs> got gray beard hairs already. I've got gray freaking hair hairs and I'm like 15, 20 years younger than you. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> son of a <laughs> bastard. Just kidding. Only like seven or eight. Um, Six. What? I'm 29. I'm okay. I'm 36. Anyways, we should probably stop yeah, the bleeding I need, I need here. Go help my wife cook dinner. She's already come over here a few times and give me the finger because I just kind of. <laughs> well, we're having we're having uh having Ellie Salthouse and her boyfriend Zach over for dinner, and yeah, I've got like I'm gonna make those Buddha bowls, which are really good. I made them for you guys, and Amy comes home from work. I printed off the recipe, and I'm like. You gotta make this. I gotta do the podcast. She's giving you the flap. She's flapping you. She's like, yeah. She, she's like, <laughs> bitch slapped me emotionally a few times now from around the corner. So I got. I better go help. Okay. Well, um, I don't have anything that I need to do, but um, go turn your leave. damn candles on and wind down for the evening. There. It's only seven forty-three. No, I am gonna take Morgan to Target to get her a new phone case. So, ooh, yeah, I got these new iPhone 14s. Yeah. Thank you, AT&T, for the free upgrades. All right, boys. This podcast was not sponsored by AT&T. AT&T. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, a side note, like, the phone companies in the States are fucking amazing compared to in Canada. In well, Canada, yeah, they know that there's a new piece of shit out there that everyone's <laughs> got to have immediately and will buy it. <laughs> immediately in canada you're like well i think i'll just wait three or four years until this one stops working it's no big deal and so that's how they get you we're like a new iphone 15 is coming out in another six weeks the 14 is obsolete that's because well, canada is like oh the, you know 100 bucks a month for your plan also that doesn't cover any of your phone you have to pay the whole fucking thing it's like basically in canada like it's like it's so bad it's like okay you're gonna pay 200 dollars a month you get three phone calls and 50 text messages. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Canada yeah, doesn't own any One gig of data. <laughs> yeah, one gig of <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's like basically when I go to Europe and I'm on my $10 a day phone plan, I get like half a gig and I try to only text or whatever, but I make a mistake and open Instagram once and I'm like, no, oh, I already went over. <laughs> I've had a few of my friends use my address here in the States and they get like the pay as you go and they get US phone numbers. And it's like 20 bucks a month for Canada and the U.S. It's insane. Hey, we, we sure. care about your communication. We want to listen yeah. to all of it. So we'll give it to you for free. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. All right, boys. All right. Nick, go make your um, Buddha, Buddha bowls. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Peace. Ow. Ow. I got ish to do, flying through the sky in my parachute, dancing on the couch like I'm Tommy Cruise, on a one-man mission trying to see it through.